Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig and I'm joined by Paul Doolan. Hello. And on the phone, Dave Watson. Hi, guys. How are you doing, Dave? Good. Rested. Good holiday. Oh, back yeah. Back from Mallorca. Oh, that's right. Lovely. You went on holiday. Yeah. The only part of my body that's tanned is a bit of my left foot. And that's not a joke. Genuinely. No other part of my body got a tan. You Just make it a, a rule never to go outside on holiday, don't you? Well, you have your yeah, holiday yeah, burka. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's no surprise. The foot's going to slip out every now and then. Yeah. Um, so is really this because you're a shade man? Are you a shade man or are you a Factor 50 man? Or is it a bit well, of both? So we only took Factor 30 out with us. Shit. And I think I'm about And they don't sell sunscreen 15. in Spain. No, they don't. So it was either an option of no sunscreen or Factor 30. And I must have put Factor 30 on all the all the other places and just not a patch of my left foot. So I've got a fucking tanned foot and that's it. I once got, mind. I once got sunburnt on a part of my hand. <laughs> I, <laughs> I never normally like even put lotion on my hands. I didn't, you don't normally I, need to. I thought you? they were sort of like immune from sunburn. Not in well, Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> you'd think that by applying to everywhere else, they get, you know, covered themselves. Sort of, but then I don't apply it with the back of my hand, as I found out, in Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, Where were you on holiday? Uh, <laughs> Brighton. No, no, Rio, <laughs> Rio de Janeiro. That was... Um, so, uh, yeah, sorry, I should probably rattle on now. Um, oh, I'll tell you what, before we get started, um, I should just say that I heard, we, me and Paul had a drink just before the game, and someone was telling me in the pub that the Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks, <laughs> apparently. No and, way. 
I'm trying to work out whether he's shitting me or not, but he said, bet £5, get £20. He's lying. Sounds too good to be true. He said, if you deposit £5, Labrooks will add another £20 to your account. Wow. So you can get this offer. This is according to this guy. You can get this offer by following the link at bet.newcastlepodcast.com. So um, since the last game, the, the last podcast that we recorded was the night before deadline day yeah and i remember thinking less than 24 hours after recording that podcast what a trio of idiots we were (laughs) well we made the mistake of having optimism and assuming we would sign players if we sold players but i remember we it almost felt like we were almost resigned to the fact that oh if we don't we will sign someone but everything's okay but i remember on the night of deadline day getting into a real rage yeah well, i think that the coverage of it will do that you sort of yeah against your better judgment you feel like you're missing out if you're not signing anyone sure but it and maybe I was just getting wound up by Twitter and everything. But well, I think a few so- days I was suddenly... I feel like I get really angry at the regime. Yeah. Once, once every few months. Not, I'm quite... I'm not a, a constant raging mass of wrath. <laughs> no. Like some. But, but I think with good reason as well, because all of the talk in the build-up to the window... Well, it started with saying Rafa has this many millions of pounds to spend. And then that became, he can't sign anyone until he sells players. And then he managed to get quite a lot of players off the books. So you did think, all right, we're actually going to sign some players. Well, it felt like we'd, they'd suddenly managed to engineer once again the, oh, we just ran out of time yeah. situation. It's just... We're yeah. just so unlucky as a football club that we just Every cannot time. sign a left back. What? Well, no, we sold. Or we, we, needed, we did sign one last year, but we never played him for some weird We needed reason. one left back in this window, so we sold two, which I still yeah. don't understand. That is true. That is true. That's um, Lewis Gibson as well. Right? Yeah. But and, then and, and everyone Lazar, who's filled in at left back since has looked much better than Paul Dummett's. We might be okay. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I, th- I think I think on, a man. lot of the, the the frustration is that with just one or two additions, we would have come out of that on, on deadline day or the days leading up to it. If we if we had gone off and signed, I don't know, even like a like this Kennedy kid that we were linked with really heavily, if we'd gone off and signed him, I think we all would have come away from the window going, yeah, it was all right. It wasn't as good as it could have been. It's a bit disappointing. But but because we didn't sign anybody on that day, people think of it as like a bad transfer window. So even if we'd signed Kennedy like well into, like well at the beginning of the window, if we didn't sign somebody on deadline day, people go, it's not, we, we should have signed somebody else. I think it's just because maybe, it gets built maybe. up. Maybe, but if you uh, look at it, if you look at it in the whole, it's it's looking at the rest of the Premier League and looking. Mm-hmm. At, it's not just about transfer fees, but looking at how because there's been this massive influx of money into the Premier League in the last yeah. couple of years. Everyone else is breaking their transfer records, 
left, right and centre. Everyone, If you look at what people are spending and the sort of players that they're buying, wherever, we don't know where we're going to finish in the table at the end of the season, but in terms of ambition, we currently look like a club who is less ambitious than Swansea, Stoke, Watford, fucking any, like, kind anyone. Of, I would say Palace are probably below us in the ambition stage. And Swansea as well have sold. Are they, they, their- Palace bought, like, whether it's worth, Palace, I, I, I feel very confident that we'll finish above Palace mm. at the end of the season. Palace looked like a very badly run club. But in terms of ambition, they signed Christian, not this transfer window, but they signed Benteke, uh, they've so yeah. they've made like they've Sacco spent money. Well. Yeah, they've spent money. They've you can argue the points about whether um, they're doing it right, but they at least look like they've they have ambition. That's true. There's a lot of clubs who waste money, and we as a club we don't waste money purely because we don't spend it. I don't think it's down to judgment that we don't waste money on players. Riviera. Yeah, but that wasn't yeah, a lot no, of money to waste. But, no, yeah. I, but yeah, I guess you could say I'm asking for us to waste money. Not necessarily, I mean, just to try and sign players that a Premier League club should. Kieran just, Gibbs was a that, massive like, one for me. Not yeah. that I really want Kieran Gibbs, but it just it just stands out to me that like we need a left back. Why aren't we spending seven million on? Kieran Gibbs. Why aren't yeah. we like? Why yeah, aren't we in the mix? Maybe we don't fancy him, but we don't have a left back. Uh, Wilfred yeah, Bonny. Like, Wilfred Bonny. Yeah. Why are we? Yes, maybe well, it makes sense that he would go back to Swansea, but it's a striker who has scored goals in the Premier League. Why are we not? Yeah, I agree. In for well, someone, you. But then you've got to look at like because the. Transfers aren't just as simple as wanting a player and going and signing him. There's there's more to it than that. It's like wages to consider. There's whether the player's remotely interested in. Signing there is, for but us. it's but well, it's it's a transfer window after transfer window. Mm. Whereas, like, I can't get angry individually over the case of whether we sign Wilfred Bonny or not. He might do shit no. at Swansea. He certainly didn't have a great game, which we will get to, by yeah. the way. But I wanted to get this off my chest so we can end on a positive yeah, yeah. note at but the I end of this But I think as well, why can't we match the wages being offered by West Brom and Swansea? Yeah. And why aren't we an option for players to come to? Well, I mean, to be to answer that wage question, well, we had huge like players on big wages that would match players like uh, Watford and Swansea in like De Jong and Colatini and et cetera, et cetera. And we dumped them from our wage budget. And also last season, West Brom and Watford got a hundred million quid that we didn't. So we've got to cut our coat according to our cloth at the minute. And um, if we, you know, should we survive, I would anticipate that we would be able to attract players who are on a little bit, who are demanding a little bit higher wages and stuff. And by the sounds of this Kieran Gibbs move, like, even because he was supposed to go to West Brom, but he was on, you know, he was in talks with West Brom and they couldn't afford his wages. So that's why he went to Watford. Dave, and, have, yeah. have you and Mike Ashley picked a church yet for the wedding? <laughs> now, now that you're going out. 
<laughs> I'm just saying that, like, yes, it was a disappointing w- window. I, I agree with that. But some of the players that, like, I mean, Jesus, Chris Wood went for, what, 15 million quid to Burnley. I would look at that and say, that's a, that's a waste of money. But getting in Jossaloo for, what is it, 7 million that we paid for him? Less Six, than that, 7 million? I five, I think. Yeah, that, that, five. That's a good. I would say that Josh Lewis as as um, as risky a gamble as Chris Wood, and we've got him for half the price. But I would say, contrary to that, like we've signed him for five million. If we had the money that they've spent on Chris Wood, like we could sign a different level of player to Hosselu. If we're able to identify targets that good for that amount of money, there's no re- like just because we would have the money to spend on that type of target. It doesn't mean we would buy Chris Wood. I reckon if you no. were an Arsenal fan, Dave, I can yeah. guarantee it you would be Wenger in. Yeah. I can guarantee... I think there's something... <laughs> I think you're very, you're very loyal, Dave, to the machine. <laughs> no, I, I, so, so my, my position would be that uh, we should have bought... We should we should have uh, gambled like uh, speculated to accumulate in January to avoid this inflated window and to give the players that uh, Rafa wanted six months in in the Newcastle regime to get ready for the Premier League so we could hit the ground running with players who are good enough at that level. I also think we should have strengthened again in this window in the summer window after that more than we have done. I just I don't think the window is as bad. When you look at like, because some of the other, I don't think I think that it's everything. It's it's everything. uh, It's accumulative, isn't it? It's not. It's not about one window. It's not about one missed uh, target or Mm. one position that we can't fill. It's about uh, accumulatively over time for years and years. Every window. There's always a reason but it hasn't worked out. Then there, there, are, there have been the odd window where we did spend, right? So yeah. there was the there was the Wijnaldum window, but that was which, and, which, last and that year and that season we went down. Uh, to be fair, last summer we did spend money, but we didn't spend net money. We spent uh, we spent less than we sold. Yeah, uh, last summer. So and understandably because we'd just gone down, but there's never. You could never say... I'm talking about showing ambition as a club. There's never been anything that you could call like a sustained investment. And you can go underwater, Dave, like, <laughs> like you just sounded like you did as much as you like. But you've got to face facts. <laughs> what was that? Uh, it's basically the washing machine's losing its shit. Is it? It's fine. It's it's all right. It's not. Um, Are you sat by it right now, trying to tap it to sleep? <laughs> <laughs> the what? So I would say that um, there's the the idea that the Premier League's gone batshit mental with loads of clubs making lots of big money signings. But actually, if you drill down to it, um, a couple of a couple of the big clubs, yeah, they've spent an absolute fortune. Teams like Stoke only spent 25 million. Um, Swansea spent about 30 million. Leicester spent an absolute fortune, 72 million. West Ham spent 40 million. Uh, West Brom spent 40 million. I hope this is all off the top of your head. Yeah, yeah. But Um, as well, though, I think 
I think the problem with this window is just the inability of the club to get anything done. Like Benitez yeah, wanted Caballero and Abraham in at the start of the window and set those deals up. And we mm. don't have the staff that are able to do those deals, which and is a will, worry. And we will talk about the Swansea game in a minute. And I noticed yeah. that uh, a lot of Newcastle fans were suddenly got really excited because Tammy Abraham missed a chance. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone's really excited that, oh, actually, everything's great. Uh, and we, um, but it, I, can't, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. But I keep on thinking it's not about individual targets. It's yeah. about, um, and it's about the fact we didn't get the targets Benitez wanted and what that means for his future. And that they weren't big. Uh, yeah, we weren't, weren't trying to compete with Man City in the transfer market, even though that's what Ashley implied in his Sky Sports interview. We were just we were trying to get free transfers and loan signings, and which I can't believe. In retrospect, I can't believe that that wasn't a more angry pod, and I take responsibility for this <laughs> after that Mike Ashley interview because that was a fucking scandal. Mm. You know, yeah, him calling David Craig at the end, Craig Craigie. It's like such. <laughs> well, they've got the same agent, haven't they? I think it's yeah, Keith it was... Bishop. Yeah, Kevin Bishop. Yeah, Kevin Bishop. Is it Kevin Bishop? Keith Bishop? It's Keith. Keith. I think it's Keith. Is it Ke- Keith? Oh, Kevin no. Bishop was in um, Grange oh, Hill. Fuck. Was in uh, Muppets Treasure Island. <laughs> he was. Uh, <laughs> Star Stories with me, and also. Um, uh, failed play with me ah. nice guy good actor to Kevin Bishop cool <laughs> um, but uh, okay I mean I guess we could talk around in, in circles maybe we should have a break it before sort of we talk feels about like we're more again. optimistic yeah. now as well so it's the anger seems to have disappeared a bit. this is the thing I felt like um, I wanted to get this off my chest because it because We've just won two games with this mm. transfer window in between those two games, haven't we? And yeah. um, Mike Ashley has very skillfully engineered a situation in which we've just got six points from two games by bribing <laughs> <laughs> Swansea and West Ham. Well, I guess what I'm saying is I wanted to have the rant that I really felt like having after deadline day, mm. okay. even despite those uh, three points that we've just got from Swansea. Fair enough. Because I, I want, I want to, I guess what I want to do is lodge this rant in for the archive, for the archive, for when later in the season, things are going wrong. I can say, I fucking told you. Well, I think we can, <laughs> we can pick it back up on December 31st. Was it January 31st? End of the winter yeah. transfer window. Well, that would just be, would just be exactly the there'll same. There'll be a there'll new be reason, like, though. Yeah, there'll, there'll be, be a new reason. That Dave will be fully behind. Keith Bishop will have gone. <laughs> Mike Ashley will have put someone else in who's controlling the money. And that's okay. really unlucky for that to happen at that well, time again. Um, is there anything else we want to quickly say about the, uh, the transfer window before uh, we have a quick break? I think let's slam it closed. We're slamming it closed? Okay, we're slamming it closed. We're going to have a quick break and then we will talk about uh, much happier things.
The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Welcome back to the Newcastle Natter. Um, before we talk about the Swansea game, I need to say that uh, regular Newcastle Natter listener and sometime contributor, by the way of tweets and what have you, Bedford Mag. It's his, uh, I think it's his 50th birthday today. As we record. As we record. So, um, you know, happy birthday, Bedford Mag. I'm trying to find... Happy birthday. I'm trying to find him somewhere in the communications that I've had, if if I know his actual name. Maybe... Maybe that is his actual name. I mean, I know the name of his wife. Wow. But I don't know if she wants to stay out of all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, Bedford Mag, happy birthday. Happy 50th birthday. Yeah. Congratulations on being a 50-year-old man who can operate podcasts. And thank you for regularly messaging us. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. good to know people are out there. I'd like to think that that is his real name. Yeah. Bedford Mag. And... He felt like, well, I've in terms of football teams, I've got two options on who I can support. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one is very clearly better than the other. Yeah. But he chose us anyway. <laughs> That's good. Well, um, if, if this is the greatest uh, birthday present that any Newcastle fan could uh, wish for in terms of a message from all the guys here at Newcastle Natter, <laughs> then surely uh, the second best is uh, three points away at Swansea. Yeah. Some Seamless. Three away points in the Premier League, which, which apparently we haven't had since uh, the end of 2015. Jesus. I mean, we yeah. did spend a we season not in there, the Premier but still. League. But that was the game that we uh, won at White Hart Lane, which I was at. Ah. And uh, Perez got that that um, goal in the, right near the end of the game. But uh, it was a good game, I thought, Dave. The Swansea game. The Swansea yeah. game, sorry. Yeah. No, 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 it was. I thought that... Um... It's another uh, another example of how we can how we play quite well without the ball, and we allow the other team to have the the majority of the possession in areas which are safe for us to let them have the ball. You know, we we like they, I can't remember too many opportunities that they had like clear cut chances. I know that Elliot made one good save and. Uh, Lascelles, who we'll come on to later, I'm sure um, he made uh, you know a, a goal line saving dive slidey thing. Oh, I had really nailed that description. Um, Very technical. But apart from that, I can't remember them having too many, you know, what you call clear cut chances. And I think that's that's pretty much going to ha- going to be how we we get our points. It's going to be. Just denying them space, uh, denying them time on the ball, denying them space, uh, pressuring them when they get into dangerous areas, and then being efficient um, at the other end of the pitch. And goals from set pieces will is a great way for it's a great like uh, weapon in our armory. Paul, any thoughts on the game? Yeah, I agree with Dave. We look 
so well drilled in defence. It felt a bit like the Spurs game up until Shelby got sent off, where you thought we could defend against this for hours. I think that is how we'll set up most I of the mean, time. I mean, they did, to be fair, get a couple of uh, pretty good opportunities. But, as did we, though. I think you look we. at the Murphy one that went over. There were a few others in the first half. That Hosselu yeah. header that Fabianski made an amazing save. Great for. save, yeah. I think we looked... It was a pretty even game. I don't think Swansea, even though they had the most possession, they didn't dominate us. No. I think they just... Our game plan is clearly, I think against most teams, to soak up the pressure and counter-attacks. We've not got the quality to play football for 90 minutes. Lascelles, no. Lascelles I've, I've not always been his biggest fan, but he had a good game, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, um, I think I, I tweeted out something at the time that for all he, he was, you know, he's great in the tackle, he read the game well, he led the team brilliantly because if you are up again, if you are like having to concentrate and pressure and press for 90, well, 90 minutes, then you need somebody who keeps you focused, who keeps you motivated. Um, and he did that brilliantly. All that said, I'd still have Lejeune and Clark ahead of him as my first choice centre partner. Centre okay. partnership. Okay. Well, I guess we'll see. I think Lejeune's expected back pretty soon. Isn't yeah, he? he was on the bench for the Stoke game, wasn't he? Uh, I think so, yeah. Uh, so, not the Stoke, Swansea. Yes. Jesus. Yes. You've got this thing. Stoke on the brain. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess Lejeune will probably make his way back into the side and we'll see. But, we, you know, we yeah. haven't seen a lot of him. But the idea of Lejeune yeah. is good. Yeah. Um, I wanted to mention um, the like um, the, all the hype before the, the the game kicked off was about Swansea's loan signing Renato Sanchez. Yes, um, he was shite. <laughs> he was yeah. really bad. I mean, so bad. I mean, you've got to you've got to like he hasn't had t- a lot of time with them, and it's his first game in a new country and the first game in the new league and all that kind of shit. But he did look fucking pony. He, mm. You know, I think he gave the ball away like 28 times. and That God. can't be true. 28 like times? Two, yeah. I like to think that's down to Marino. Just pressure. Yeah, him. Marino was excellent. He looked amazing again, I thought. Sanchez did a lot of, in the, in the first 10 minutes, he did a lot of lovely touch, lovely little turn, and... Beautiful pass to a Newcastle player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he yeah. Was, yeah, he and and also he booted Jossaloo in the Jossaloos. Yes, he did. He did. That'll be on match I of the thought. day in Sky being highlighted, trying to get him a red card. Surely. Can I just say that the fucking um, the thing about uh, uh, oh, sorry. Matt Ritchie's challenge, the high kick, that has been compared yeah. with Mane since Saturday. Yeah. I guess I don't even need to finish the sentence because all I'm doing is, doing is fueling the fire. I'm so sick of that being talked about and yeah. now I'm doing exactly that. No, but I think it's, it's all right to talk sorry. about how sick you are of it happening because yeah. it's... It, what really annoyed me was the interview after the game with Ritchie and Lascelles and the Sky commentator guy was it Jeff Shreves or whoever was bringing that up to Matt Ritchie 
Is that they've decided what the story of the weekend is. That was the Let's story of the in. weekend for, yeah. for Sky and Five Live and whoever else. That was the story of the Premier League this weekend mm. was suddenly high boots. But then there was nothing meant because it was a high profile game, I suppose, and because the it resulted in a red card, it, it got a lot of attention. But Mbemba got caught with a high foot against Huddersfield and it was, you know, in the face, not even not even a foul. So it, it is the the media fabricating offence, fabricating uh, a story just to, you know, drill up some conversation because they, they I don't know. They, they they haven't got the wherewithal to have an actual conversation about styles of play or whatever. They've got to use some controversy, and it's not controversial. It's if you follow the letters of the the, the rules of like the let the laws of the game. Richie should have seen red because it was high and dangerous, and um, you know it was dangerous play. It was out of control, and it endangered the other player. Right, it's a red mm. card. Um, Mane is a red card. Yeah, Mooney, as someone who had just put Mane, as someone who had just transferred Mane into my fantasy team about <laughs> uh, forty <laughs> minutes before the game, uh, I beg to differ. <laughs> no, I think I agree with Dave. They were both red cards. The one against Mbemba was a red card, but it's it's not an issue. It's only because Sky Sports have got a nightly I've debate show that I've it said, comes up. I've said I'm annoyed about people going on about it, and I have initiated a conversation. Well, let's about move it. away from it. <laughs> yeah, let's let's trot on. So, uh, to get back to uh, the Swansea game, I did worry a little bit that we weren't that clinical, um, mm. and it it did make me think, God darn it, I wish we had bought. Uh, uh, a more proven striker in the transfer window. Hosselu did show himself to be rather good with the head. Yeah, I think in a weird way, like you look at the difference from when Hosselu went off and was replaced with Gale and we were under so much more pressure. The ball just kept coming back. Like Hosselu in a way is our best defender. Because we clear a ball, I mean, it stays up the top of the pitch and the midfielders get into the game. I see what you're saying, defence starts with attack. Yeah, well I don't to, think uh, we have another player that can do that particularly well. And to say that we to say we weren't clinical, I mean, of the 16 shots we had, eight of them were on target and five were blocked and one was a goal. So yeah, we can, all, we can all read target. out stats, Dave. But well, it's yeah, about... Because it, <laughs> it, it, yeah, but well, on target, well, I, uh, on target doesn't necessarily mean it's... A good, uh, good shot. No. A good shot. It was like, a fairly For example, there game. was a moment when Perez was in, and I, oh, yeah. he hit a shot yeah. on target, but I thought he could have done a lot better. Yeah, yeah, and should we weren't clinical, um, but I think a lot of our games this season, I would say the Swansea game and the Huddersfield game, both of those could have been one nil either way or a draw, and that's what the bulk of our games will be like this season. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'll be happy if we keep pumping out three points. Uh, it doesn't seem like Rafa fancies uh, Dwight Gale as much as I did. I don't think he can play up on his own in the Premier League. He's just not Not the way enough. that we play, no. No. I think, as, as Paul said in, I don't know, it was either the last podcast or maybe the one before, um, where 
Jocelyn might not be as quick and as busy and um, as much of a poacher as Gail is, and he might not be as big and as, as much of a, a psychopath as Mitrovic is, but he does both. You know, he's six out of ten in everything, and I think that that's better for our team. And we can rely on players like Richie and Shelby um, to to get the mo- get the most out of a six out of ten player in in this league. So I think Gale and Mitrovic will be used as you know impact subs yeah. or different options if we come up against a team that is you know presents a specific threat. Um, but other than that, I think Justin is going to be first choice, which I think yeah I'm not, I'm all right with that at the minute. It's not ideal though, is it? But you know. Is that just because he didn't cost a lot, though? Because I know what you mean, but he is yeah. looking like our best striker. Which I don't think is good. Well, but if he's looking... Well, hang on, he's looking good, though. He's not just looking like our best striker because they're all shit. I think he's looking good. You know, he's holding the ball up well. Fair enough. He's linking no, up play he's, and he's getting... I guess I don't... I don't know. It's a couple of games. I just wonder whether he's that dynamic. I just think every team should have a striker in it who scores 30 goals a season. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Hosselu, his link-up play will mean our wingers and midfielders will get more goals because of him. Yeah, it's it's just a shame that we don't have like a, a true number 10 that's that's of sufficient quality yeah. to get the most out of somebody who can, you know, who holds the ball up better than Gale and who moves better than Mitrovic. Um mm. Because if we had, you know, a clever, a cleverer player or a more consistent player than Perez, I think the wingers would get a lot more joy, you know, on with through balls. Well, obviously, the, the price the, was massively inflated. But if we had a Gilfy Sigurdsson type, then I think Gale yeah. could play up front on his own. Right. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was uh, some talk before the game about Christianatsu, whether he was our best person to start on the left or maybe Aaron's uh, in the end it was uh, Jacob Murphy getting his first start mm. yeah um, any opinions on that he didn't have a very good game but he's young he'll, sure he'll get other chances it's Dave, interesting that the yeah. majority of our the majority of our attacks was down the left apparently um, I didn't realise that but uh, according to Various stats, stat sites. Yeah, the majority of our majority of the work was done down the mm. left, which is interesting, especially given like Gamers was played, who at, looked at, um, really good. I thought, yes, yeah, I think he had a good game. Um, it was nice to see yet uh, go over to the other side of the pitch. It was nice to see uh, Yedlin on the bench. Yeah, I wonder mm. if he'll be returning. It's just good to have depth at right back. But I do Feels like Yedlin because I do like pace. Yeah. Big fan of pace. Was it was it not you, Fergus, who was saying that um, if you can't buy good, buy quick? That was a quote from Oh, no, Benitez that was me. I think Benitez had that said was you, that yeah. in the Premier League. Yeah, and I think... I was going to say that sounded sounded far too much of a (laughs) (laughs) a good point for it to have come out of my mouth. But um, Yedlin's both. Although I would, I would say, I would say every rule has an exception, and uh, for that rule, if you can't buy good, buy quick. I would uh, proffer. Uh, Gabriel Obertan. <laughs> <laughs> he served a purpose occasionally. Yeah. yeah. 
But yes, um, agreed. Gabriel Obertone was like, you know that scene in Forrest Gump when he plays an American football game yeah. and he just keeps running. <laughs> Bless him. Yeah. I wonder what he's doing Except these Obertone days. Was doing it without playing? the ball. Yeah. I think um, Obertone looks like he should be like running a, a doing surf lessons in Costa Rica. I can imagine him being like third in the pecking order in an Italian crime gang. (laughs) He's got the look of a wiry henchman who's quite stupid. That's better. Paul's always (laughs) got the better. Analogies, yeah. He's he's depressingly good at it. Yeah. Uh, And I'll tell you who else was depressingly good. (laughs) No, I don't. Yes, Mourinho was good. Yeah. He does look like he's got some class. Shelby was back from his suspension, but uh, didn't even come on, did he? And then played for the under-23s a few days later, which seemed weird. Which Dave watched on uh, UK, didn't you, Dave? I watched like the first uh, about 50 minutes of it, and then I switched over for the... uh, uh, Bake Off. No, it was West Ham Huddersfield. I watched. I watched that mm-hmm. because the we were it, we were two 0 up. We were bossing the game. It was interesting that we were playing a very very similar similar style to the the first team. You know, a lot of pressing, putting Norwich under a lot of pressure when they were on the ball, and uh, looking to break quickly. John Joe Shelby was taking the piss, uh, just you know, sixty yard Hollywood balls at every opportunity, and he was just strolling around the park and having a lovely old time. Well, a we'll couple of the players looked okay, but it it was pretty poor, to be honest. Well, I guess we'll see um, whether uh, he can work his way back into the uh, the first eleven. But in the last game, Marino and Hayden did pretty well, and they did did well in the West Ham yeah. game. It's nice well, to so. have yeah. selection dilemmas for the first time in a long time. Like, does Yedlin come back in? Does uh, What's his name? Lejeune, Lejeune. replace Lascelles. Does Shelby yeah. come back? Like, we've not had one selection headache for years, and now we've got quite a few. And Marino, um, of course, wears uh, the number which I had assumed had been retired. <laughs> the number 23, uh, the Ramy yeah. number. So there's a lot to live up to there. Yeah. <laughs> but he's doing all right. So... Um, our next game, I'm assuming we're not doing a special. I'm turning to the producer here because I didn't... Are we doing a special preview pod? So we should do that right now. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. Here we go. Obviously, the idea of special additional preview pods has been abandoned. <laughs> just for this week. Uh, just for this week or for the future? It's done. It's uh, oh, just for this week. Okay, just for this week. So look out for the special preview pods in the future. But uh, this one is, you get to have it as part of this podcast. Here we go. Stoke City. We are playing Stoke City at home this Saturday. Three o'clock kickoff. Any thoughts on that, Paul Dillon? Stoke have looked better than I think a lot of people expected. They've got four or five points and they've played Man U, Arsenal, Everton... And West Brom, I think. So not yeah. bad teams. I think it'll be an interesting one. I think it'll be low scoring because they're, they're quite a counter-attacking team. So they probably benefited a bit from 
playing the better teams that they have. It'll be interesting to see if they try and play a bit more expansively against us because I don't think we'll we'll play exactly the same way we have for every game. We will be at home. Yeah, but if you look at the West Ham game, that was a team demonstrably worse than us and we still let them have all the possession. So could it well be a case, Dave, of two fe- teams refusing to play? Will they even uh, kick I off? Think, <laughs> <laughs> I think that um, there's quite a lot of pressure on Stoke uh, this season. Um, Hughes is under a bit more pressure. And like Paul says, they've had a, a really tough start because, you know, Man U and Arsenal are traditionally big sides. Everton have spent a fortune and looked decent. And West Brom are doing well this season. I rec- I think that the Stoke are going to come and try and try and play and try and bully us. And I think that probably means they're going to walk away with all three points. Right, yeah. so okay. they play five at the back as well, which I don't think we've faced yet this season. But I think that we shall be really we'll yeah, plan that's for that. be, yeah. Um, but I, I think I would like to see Lejeune come back for that because I think his tactical awareness might be a bit better than Lascelles. It feels mm. it feels harsh to be saying to drop Lascelles, but that's the sort of the good position we're in. Lascelles for me is is the natural successor to Stephen Taylor. I think I've said that before. Yeah. But that, and that, that, but, that but that's the good with the bad. Without the injuries, though, I think he'll... Stephen Taylor did... Yeah, I don't know about injuries, but Stephen Taylor did have good games. And when mm. Stephen Taylor was Jamal Lassell's age, he was fancied by some people, but he's also... He never was... He, wouldn't, he wasn't a Rio Ferdinand, was he? he no, a, no. I think, I think in uh, Lassell's favour is that Stephen Taylor was thick as shit. And I don't think <laughs> Lascelles is. True. Do, your interpretation of Stephen Taylor's intelligence, and I accept that it's not entirely influenced by this, by this but do you think it's slightly influenced by his widow's peak? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And no, that's not even what I mean, not widow's peak. I mean, like, his, his brow. Like you know, monobrow. His, his, kind of no, no, he's, oh. like, sticky out brow. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's a, it's a little paleolithic. That's it, something like that. That sounds like the word I might be looking for. Bit Neanderthal. Yeah. Yeah. So um, And his actions. <laughs> so you think we'll and lose his the speech pattern. So you think we'll lose the game, Dave? Yeah, but it'll be like one nil. Like like Paul was saying, they're all gonna be tight games. I think they're all gonna be quite close. I don't think we're we're gonna spank teams often and I don't think we'll get spanked often. Okay. But yeah, you I think, think we'll lose I think one nil. Be... Paul? Yeah. I think if ever there was a game to bet on there being less than three goals at this is probably it but I I think one all draw I was going to go one all draw you still can I'm, I'm going to join you in that but I think who I'm actually selection dilemma wise I think who plays at left back and does Shelby come back in the big ones I think Atsu probably will and should start uh, because Jacob Murphy didn't have a well I think Atsu team. was only rested because he'd had two international games right. in the break so yeah, be... I did think he did very well against West Ham and in our other games this season. So he's yeah. our first choice left winger. I think he, he should be. played his way there, as be. I always predicted he would. <laughs> when I said let's not sign him. <laughs> okay, well, um, I think that brings it to a close. Um, I just want to say once again, uh, happy birthday to Bedford Mag. Happy birthday! And um, this will. 
by the way, if anyone else wants to uh, be wished a happy birthday on the Newcastle Nutter, it it only costs two thousand five hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> and you get a lot for that you get a badge you get a fact pack you yeah. get a personal visit from Fergus Craig yeah so there's a lot there yeah but you don't know when that visit will happen in your life it will be at some <laughs> point in the rest of your before life before 2040 yeah that's all we know okay well um, thank you very much uh, Dave Watson thanks guys sorry if you can hear the washing machine in the background it was just one moment and it was a lovely oh, moment okay. Uh, thank okay. you, Paul Doolan. <laughs> thank you. Uh, my name is Fergus Gray. <laughs> it was not just one moment. Was it? Was there quite a few? No, just now I can hear it. Oh, there she it goes doesn't... again. What kind yeah. of wash? Hang on. We've done the bins before. Let's do the wash. Yeah. What kind of wash have you got it on, Dave? Oh, uh, like 30 degrees. Good 30 degrees. Very yes. conservative. Yeah. That is very yeah, conservative. A little birdie told me only pussies put it on 30 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm all, I'm all about 90 degrees. Is it a delicate's wash as well? No, there's towels in there. Towels at 30? Cottons, yeah. is it? But yeah. you don't... Yeah, it's just cottons. But your towels are always covered in blood and semen, which are notoriously Yeah, don't shift. you wipe your ass with towels, Dave? <laughs> Surely that should be on at least at 90. Least a 90. <laughs> Kettle. I mean, they've been bleached first. So That's all right, then. Well, first of all, like I would like to say once again, thank you very much for your contribution to this podcast. Perhaps on the ne- next podcast we'll find out why you were banished to uh, record <laughs> it next to the washing machine. <laughs> like a dog who's made a mess in the living room and been shut in. <laughs> I, I'm already regretting that this hasn't been the bulk of the podcast. <laughs> but uh, is it a washer dryer, Dave, or is it just a washer? Yeah, it is. It's a washer yeah. dryer. Oh, dangerous. Yeah. And will you be putting it on the dryer setting? Yeah, I think that's what it's on now. Oh, it's a. You don't even know. It doesn't even know, Paul. <laughs> Playing okay. around at some pace. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, uh, they'll be nice and fluffy when they come out for you. And Good. <laughs> enjoy it. Enjoy it. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> this is a Playback Media production. To get all the links for this podcast, go to newcastlepodcast.com. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Podcast Network.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.